Hey, hey guys. bestie. What's up? <laughs> I'm s- <laughs> I'm still in trial. Well, technically my trial started on Tuesday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, bad bitches have bad days too. Oh. Okay. Um yeah, the Barbie soundtrack is about to drop. Did you see the video that I sent you? I with, did. Uh, Miss Miss Spice and Miss Minaj. Yes, I did. Very excited. Oh, we're in. We're approaching Barbie era. Very excited. Yeah. As soon as that I'm Barbie on... movie drops, I'm letting it mm-hmm. all go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so basically, my trial started Tuesday. We are still in the trenches. We just rested our case today. And defense is about to put on their case. They only brought one witness. Okay, I hate this so much. When I'm going to give my AirPods like a little longer to charge. And then I'm taking off these headphones because I hate hearing myself <laughs> through these headphones. But yeah, defense only put on one witness today, scratching my head. And they're like, um, we don't know if they'll be here till Wednesday. And the judge is like, um, we're not doing this. We are not doing this. And I'm like, yeah, I want to go home. I'm going crazy in this hotel room. I don't want to be here no more. Kentucky more like <coughs> Ken booty kiss my booty hole. And oh, I'll wow. say it again. And I'll oh, say wow. it again. Mm-hmm. Wow. How have you been, bestie? I've been fine, yeah. I taught my last class of children until July. So that's pretty slay. But then I cried about my current job because they're giving me, like, 15 hours a week. And that's disgusting. So That's not slow. Trying to figure it out. You didn't send me your resume, so. Yeah, I know, because you sent me that and I was getting ready and then I've been at work, so. Well, yeah. I figured out how to use that, so, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about this later. You and I. But today it was really weird because one of my... Well, not weird, because I didn't mind doing it. But one of my old coworkers had put me down as, like, a reference for a job. Mm. And I have never had that before. It was a very... I felt like such an adult. It was a very adult moment for me, because it was, like, a legit job. Like, you know, when you're applying to jobs when you're, like, 19 or 20, and they're like, put some references down. They never call them. But this was, like, a a legit job where he was like, and what was her work ethic like? And how did she cope with these things? And I was like, I was selling my girl. I was like, she's amazing. She's incredible. I miss working with her. Great team player. Fantastic. Best of the best. So I'm like, girl, you better get this job after all this. And But I, I like, he was calling me and I was in court. So then I'm like sending this man a message like, apologies. I am in court right now. I will be able to call you whenever I break for lunch. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm wearing high heels and a blazer right now. <laughs> I put commas and periods in my sentences. No, I didn't do all that. <laughs> oh, did not mind. go that far. So, wait. First of all, where's my forty? I heard throwing she just up, puked. barfing. Okay, because I 40? bought. I bought. I had to buy the regular um, food because it was on sale, and the girl loves um, a deal. So I bought the regular food, and I think they like the regular food a lot more. Um, so she was really, really excited to eat. So she scarfed that bitch down. 
And I think they're also bigger pieces, mm. so she didn't chew through them enough. And literally, I kid you not, five minutes after they ate, she hurled it all back up. Poor girl. All My of it. Four. And she did it on the only... Because now I don't have carpet, so she did it on the only rug left in the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just keep that there till you get back. <laughs> girl, who knows when I'm coming back. I, like... Ugh. I don't know. I don't mind traveling for my job, but when it starts to get to like the third week, like this has been, like, bro, I'm starting to get homesick. I just want to be at home in my bed with my bestie, with my cat. And that's how you know I'm homesick. I miss stink too. That's disrespectful. <laughs> Anyways, um,. This week we are discussing teen dystopian <laughs> movies. Dun, dun, right, dun. Bro, hold on. I'm switching to these AirPods. I hate this. No, 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 no. Let me give it a little longer because them girlies were dead, dead, dead. Okay, so let's see. When you think of teen dystopia, Gabby, what comes to mind? Teen dystopia, I'm thinking middle school. Or I I guess, like, even just dystopia in general. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, like, I think of middle school. I think Mm -hmm. of side braids. I think of... I think of... I think of extreme gore that we were way too young to be um, (laughs) exposed to. (laughs) I think of uh, um, I think of Jennifer Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's kind of what I think of. Yeah, pretty similar experience. Um, I think actually I think a lot about my library because the the young adult. Oh! Oh! Bestie? Bestie, Uh-oh. bestie, bestie, Hold bestie. On. What happened? Bestie, what happened? I don't know. Hold on. I press, Let me switch press, to these stupid AirPods. Are you still recording? Are you still recording? Yeah, I am. Okay, keep recording. Are you recording too? Yeah, I'll just yeah, cut cu- cut it in post. Okay, in post. <clears throat> I like this a lot better. I can hear my voice better. This is great. Let's continue. So yeah, I think of middle school as well. I think of the library because my young adult section in my library had like a map of like, oh, if you like the Hunger Games, then you'll love this other dystopian book. And yeah, basically my middle school years were plagued by me like reading every dystopian book I could get my grimy little hands on but oh yeah I me too think oh yes because we are such avid readers the both of us yep especially gabby she reads so much every day crickets um definitely the main <laughs> three of teen dystopia that we're going to be focusing on today is going to be hunger games of course the the golden child um we're also going to dabble a little in maze runner and Divergent as well. So let's bust it 
open and get right into Honorable it. Honorable mentions to Shadow and Bone. And what now, do you know about Shadow and Bone? The movie. <laughs> it's not even a movie, girl. Yes, it was. Shadow and Bone? What are you talking about? Hold on. Are we thinking of the same thing? Shadow it's a show now, but I watched the movie. It is not a movie. You are Hold lying on. right now. No, I'm not lying. It is not a movie. You're crazy. Shut up. Shut up. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, girly. This is literally just a TV show. Hold on. And also, not but dystopian. Yeah. I'm thinking not of the wrong thing. All. I'm thinking yeah. of the wrong thing. Keep your mouth I'll cut, shut I'll cut that about one things post. you don't know what you're talking cut, about. Cut that in post. No, you will not. You will keep it in. I declare. Anyways, so the craze of teen dystopia really took off in the early 2010s, as me and Gabby just said, um, because we were in middle school at the time. <coughs> oh boy, middle school in the 2010s. What an experience. <laughs> you're missing out if you were born in 2020. Y'all are just going to have iPads. (laughs) Um, But definitely the Hunger Games led the way. She paved the path. She set down the stone. She laid the brick, grouted the tiles. She set the way. She was the icon, the legend, the moment. And, oh, yes, I did some research earlier. Um, So I'm going to give my sources real quick. So we have Why the YA Dystopia Craze Finally Burned Out by Polygon. We have eight of the most popular tropes in dystopian fiction from TCK Publishing. Um, There was also a book that I read a little bit about, and it's called Our Fears Made Manifest by Ashley J. Carranza. We have Why Teens Love Dystopias from Slate, and then The Hunger Games Trilogy was a missed political warning from Medium. And as always, we will give you all the links. But... In my research, um, it seems that the craze, especially the Hunger Games as a book, was really inspired by anxiety and an increase of dark culture in media following 9-11. Why are you smiling like that? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like definitely 9-11 was like such a big impactful event that took place. I don't remember it. I was literally a baby, but it really impacted the way that we as Americans live here today. It impacted the media we consumed, set off a bunch of things politically. So I think that definitely had a really big impact on like the media that came out from this time in general. And I want to say The Hunger Games was actually published in 2008. So that would make sense to be kind of following up after that. Um, And dystopia is inspired, or oops, dystopia as a genre inspired a lot of teens to not have a lot of trust in their government, and it also probably came as a result of exhaustion and a disingenuine government or Mm. our leaders of the world, so Mm -hmm. lots of politics, lots of anarchy, spider punk ideals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, i'm not a role model i'm not a runway model yeah yeah that was pretty good i gotta say thank you um so we have the origins of the dystopia genre 
And I think a lot of people would think about The Giver and Lord of the Flies. The Giver, I did read that one. Did you really? I did. Did you did you see Entirely. the movie? I did. I hate the movie. I really yeah, hate, I hate the it movie. Too. <laughs> really? So, I, I didn't know that. I didn't I mean I didn't like it, first of all. Tony Stark did this in a cave with a box of scraps. Oh, did he? He just wasn't the giver, you know, to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, this was yeah. one of the few books that I read in school that I had to read in school that I, like, genuinely read entirely mm-hmm. and not, like, just skimmed a few words. There's, I like, think- so many scenes from this book that I, are, like, ingrained into my brain. Yeah. That and like Ender's Game. Of- I did read Ender's Game. I have never read Ender's Game. Calvin has. Um, I haven't read Lord of the Flies either, but I know pretty much the gist of it. But The Giver, one of my friends in high school like recommended it to me and was like, you have to read this. It's one of my favorite books. So I did read it. And it was before the movie came out, which I'll get into this more with The Hunger Games, but it was really cool to like kind of visualize that by myself in my brain and mm. be able to like kind of imagine that world without having the influence of like a film. So it was an interesting experience. Like I remember him seeing red for the first time a lot. Like that's mm-hmm. a scene that sticks out to me. And I remember mm-hmm. the sled at the end of the book. Yep. I remember. Yep. <laughs> Shut up. I remember <sighs> the killing the twins scene. I remember oh, or one I, of I the twins. I don't remember that at all. You don't remember that? No. That was like <laughs> his dad's job was to ki- was oh to kill. Oh my god! This when is twins the were book born. where they just shuttle off the old people once they turn like seventy. Yeah, just send them down the chute. And then the the up. scene, like you said, the sled where he broke his leg and felt pain for the first time, and the scene oh, where he no, steals that's his. Not what I'm talking about. What are you talking about then? When he's like with that baby and they sled down in the snow. To, like, oh yeah the utopia at the end yeah spoilers oops <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing i that's his that brother I, oh i don't bro i re- literally don't remember anything apparently fake fan but i think that's a cool thing about that book is the ending is very open-ended and it's up to interpretation but in case you were wondering we've been dropping the word dystopia 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 a whole bunch the <coughs> official definition according to google is an imagined state of society where there is great suffering of injustice yes gabby's nodding her head she feels so knowledgeable um (laughs) so the hunger games as i said definitely like led the forefront of the genre especially like introducing this into media and with the boom of like a huge widely successful franchise in the movies um but um in the book world it definitely exploded the genre once it hit the shelves and took off um so this inspired a bunch of other books and i'm gonna name a few and these are only ones that i have read gabby probably has read like maybe two of them um none of them (laughs) the ugly did you read the uglies what the hell is that (laughs) (laughs) so this is a book where um i only read the first one because i hated it i did not like this book but um it's basically where they live in a society where 
it's like your natural face. This is a big comment on like beauty standards today. So, you know, pop off queen. Um, so it's literally like hashtag no makeup. And then you like turn 18 and <laughs> you get to go to the the city. And then they basically like give you full plastic surgery like load you up with makeup you get to wear beautiful outfits and the whole thing is this girl's like no I don't want to do that I don't want to be like them like blah 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 and then at the end of the book she does it so like girl what are you talking about (laughs) so what I'm hearing so what I'm hearing is that she is um Eddie Eddie baby baby (laughs) parties (laughs) y'all missed it but we were doing that before we started recording (laughs) um did you read the selection series no so this is one it's basically the bachelor mixed with like war and politics and i loved this series except do you know what the name the main character's name is America. Like what's wrong girl. with America? Anyways, um <laughs> America. And um yeah, so it's literally basically like the um bachelor and then there's like war and stuff going on. Oh, there's factions as well. So that's why like part of her conflict is that she comes from like a really low faction. And oh, it's a caste system. My bad. So she comes from like a really low caste number. And I think there's, like, a lottery involved where, like, her number gets picked and she gets to go to try and woo the prince and become his lover. So, yeah, juicy, pretty juicy series. Did you read the Matched series? No. no. Girl, I didn't so read none is, of these. I did not read think, none of these. I think these. maybe you have. You'll, you'll recognize a few. You'll recognize a few. I'm not going to get into a whole bunch, but the Matched series is basically, like, another dystopian utopian society where you're assigned to a job she's like a math thing like she's supposed to like match shapes on there that's her whole job like girl what kind of job is that like y'all make fun of youtubers but what is this what is this job what is it doing for society anyways and then you get like a match and it's supposed to be like your soulmate and you get no say in it and she's like no i don't love him but i want to just sounds like this just sounds like those pov tiktoks that's like POV, every word that you say lessens your life on earth. <laughs> you only have like five words left and your last word is like <laughs> grape. <laughs> or it's like POV, every time you you play Duck Duck Goose, you someone gets shot and it's like what? <laughs> That's literally this book series, yeah. Um The Host Stephanie Meyer. I watched the movie. I didn't read it. I read the whole book. And My bad. Yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much exactly like the movie. Um, Cinder. I didn't no. read the full book, I'll admit, because I couldn't get into it, but something about a prosthetic leg and something. Maybe a fruit market was Which, involved. We can get into this later, but the way that they didn't they didn't oh, get girly. Peta, oh, girly. His prosthetic trust, leg. trust. Mm. I've written it down. Trust. Mm-hmm. We will get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Maze Runner. I only read the first two books. I think this was towards my time, 
where I was like getting really burned out on the genre and wasn't feeling it. Gabby watched all the movies recently. I did didn't you get through the Duck Trial? One. Yeah. I did not uh, finish Divergent. The last one. Did you read any of the Divergent books? No, ma'am. Girl. You Girl. think I'm lying when I said I didn't read these. Girl. <laughs> yeah. The Divergent books. We'll get in we'll get into Divergent. We'll get into all that later. But yeah, that's just like know that the books were like huge, huge impact at the time in like the media that came out of this. So Focusing more on the Hunger Games, we'll do a full bro- breakdown on the Hunger Games in a bit, but I wanted to break down like certain aspects of the Hunger Games first. So the inspiration behind this book is from Suzanne Collins is the author, and she found this idea mainly from like Greek mythology, which I didn't know that. I did know some other things about this, but I didn't know Greek mythology, but definitely hearing that, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, because mm-hmm. if you really get into some greek mythology that stuff is brutal yeah i mean like battling to the death yeah yeah well i don't know why the only thing came in my mind was when like zeus presented himself as a swan and if you know that one you know where i'm going with that anyways (laughs) and then of course like the boom of reality tv from the early 2000s which is thanks to the writer strikes so that's another domino effect you guys Writer's Strike gave us the Hunger Games. True. True. And also just like, Child's... Go ahead, girl. Just like um, 9-11 inspired... Gave us Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is the wildest. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm going to explain this because this is for my grandma because she will not know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> basically, 9-11 inspired Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance to start the band. And Stephanie Myers was inspired by My Chemical Romance to write Twilight. And the Fifty Shades of Grey author wrote fan fiction about Twilight and made it into Fifty Shades of Grey. So there you go. There the domino is. effect. There it is. Butterfly. But anyways, there you go. Suzanne Collins was also inspired by children's soldiers that were on the news at the time. And so from this came to be the Hunger Games. So Katniss is like our main. Okay, Slay. That used to be my ringtone for a while. That's how deep it went. But anyways, my girly Miss Katniss, she really set the stage for all of our YA dystopian girlies that came about at this time. Because that was another thing. Now go ahead and explain what YA is, young adult. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. YA stands for young adult because this is what it was. It's the YA teen dystopian universe. But yeah, that is one thing that I was kind of thinking about as I was going through this is like, This was kind of surprising. I guess it might have had to do with a lot of, like, feminist culture at the time. But a lot of the leads in these, like, books and these movies were all girlies. Except for, like, Maze Runner and Ender's Game. Like, the girlies were running the show, truly. That, and I find it interesting that all these novels were, like, specifically geared towards children. Like, they had such extreme topics, but they were like, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, let's let the kids read them. Mm-hmm. And conservatives want to go crazy over Target Pride section. Why not go after um, 
uh, books indoctrinating the children, making them want to rebel against the government. But y'all were fine. No, I'm sure these books are part of their burn burn list. Actually, yeah, I want to say The Hunger Games is a band. Yo, Fahrenheit 451. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, our girly Miss Katniss. Um, Definitely some of her stronger character suits. Um, She was seen as, like, a pretty down-to-earth person. She wasn't... She didn't have, like, a high-strung personality or anything. She was just chill. She just wanted to go in the woods and hunt and care for her family. She literally only cared about her family. Prim was her sister, and she wanted to keep her safe. So that's what set off the whole thing. She volunteered for her. And we really feel sympathy towards the trauma that she faces. Like, Katniss goes through a lot. We are Mm -hmm. stressed for this girly. Mm -hmm. And... She's seen as, like, a brave and strong young woman, and she really became a role model for a lot of girls. And I'll get into this more, but it was because of Katniss that we saw, like, this huge boom in girls across the country wanting to do, like, archery lessons and stuff like that. Yep. I remember when they had archery at my church camp, and I was so excited. I was like, hell yeah! Before I moved to Fort White, and they literally my deter my education deteriorated i'm just kidding there was a couple good teachers exactly deteriorated but anyways in <laughs> pe and my other uh, my middle school before i moved to fort white we had <clears throat> units and one of our units was archery and not to brag but i was actually pretty dang good at it so she but anyways meow. after the hunger games of course came a bunch of cheap copies because the genre was booming and people were looking to make a quick buck. So this is when we see a lot of stoic characters with like very little emotion. No personality, just kind of replicas of Katniss and other main characters that came about from this time. And a major fault in this genre is that it didn't expand and it didn't explore new fields with their characters. So they kind of just follow the same tropes, which I'll get into that more in a second. And they also just followed the same plots, pretty much. Like, didn't go very far. And this really led to the birth of Mary Sue's. Do you know Mary Sue's? No. So this is a big, like, fan fiction trope and stuff in general. It's basically, like, when people write self-insert fan fiction and they, like, put themselves in there. It's literally the Wattpad trope where it's like, I woke up in the morning and I threw my long brown hair into a messy mm. bun on top of my head. Mm-hmm. And I put on a simple striped sweater. And I Just was like perfect. Just, like, pick-me-girl. Pick-me-girl, the ideal version, just a simple girl, girl, girl for the girls, for the guys, that kind of girly. But um, a really good YouTube video that definitely breaks down um, Mary Sue's would be Queen Izzy's, which is, you know, Miss Izzy's, my girly with the Monster High dolls and the Garfield stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they have a really good video that's um, called The Weird World of Mary Sue's. So if you want to know more about Mary Sue's, check that out because it's got some really good info and it's interesting. So now, The Hunger Games introduced a very shocking new idea, kind of like Gabby was saying, like, really exposed a lot of young kids to, like, very gory, very violent, like, very intense situations and plots that maybe some people had never experienced before. 
Um, these were plot lines such as like um, members, adults watching the death of children for fun. And this often had like such severe situations in the books, like people could not live like this and they needed to reframe society. Like it was not possible for them to keep moving like this. Um, and a lot this is also a major flaw in this um, genre is that a lot of these dystopian books and movies they stop like right as the oppressive group is overthrown so like hunger games like yay it's over done divergent oh they're overthrown we're done like you get the big victory you get the big villain fight and then it's like over so it's like Mm -hmm. the problem is solved we're done and this could have been, like, something that could have saved the genre is if more people, like, kind of had that maybe more as the peak and then they kind of rebuild the society, reframe it. So we could have given the audience and readers a chance to see, like, what comes after the revolution because a lot yeah. of books didn't explore that. And so it just kind of led to a very cyclical feeling, like, narrative in this society, blah, 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 yeah. genre. I found it interesting that um, the newest installation of the Hunger Games era is, like, well, I mean, I I think it would be interesting to learn about, like, the first televised Hunger Games, like, what made it, what made them want to televise it, but I think it'd also be interesting if we got, like, an extended prologue where it's, like, what really happened Mm -hmm. after the fact. Well, do you know what the plot of Songbirds and Stones is? Or Songbirds and Snakes is? It's about no, President you Snow. Didn't, you didn't read the book. You I read, read I watched book. the trailer, so I assume assume. Oh, she she watched the trailer, so she knows everything. No, I, I actually anyway. am excited about I am I did really like the book and I am excited for the movie because it kind of does explore like a different side that a lot of dystopian hasn't touched like of course it still kind of is in the same stuff and it doesn't show post-revolution things but it kind of gets more into like what made this like oppressive leader become the way that he is can he be a redeemable person like he's the main character is he going to be a redeemable person or are we still going to see him as like the big bad terrible president snow that he becomes later on so it's very interesting very excited for that one but yeah basically a lot of these books that, and movies they really build momentum towards like all right we're gonna take them down we're gonna kill them and then they hit that wall and they're like all right everything's great society is saved we can stop so yeah like maze runner and divergent they so hunker games really sets up like why are we putting these kids in this arena what happened like they give you the background Maze Runner and Divergent, they don't really get into that. Like, why are we putting kids in a maze? Why are we divided into factions? Actually, that's a lie. Because in Allegiant, they do get into why they put people into factions. Do you know why? No, because she didn't read the book. (laughs) We can get into that in a bit. Because actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that was kind of a juicy little twist. So, what do you think killed the genre, Miss Gooby? Um, I think, I think people 
got a lot less cynical in a sense. I think mm-hmm. it also. I disagree I with that. Well, yes and no. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's so much terrible shit happening in the world. It's almost like insensitive to mm-hmm. like people write don't about come these home like after... fictional worlds. Yeah, like people don't want to come home after a long day of like work and seeing all this terrible stuff on the news and sit down and read a bunch of people murdering each other. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it also comes down to Ooh, sorry. Um It I think it also as like authors, I think it's it's like such a sensitive topic to talk about like stuff like that when it's happening in the real world. So I think it's a touchy subject. Um, mm-hmm. like at the time it was, it was pretty in like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> good, good. Um, so yeah, I think it's it also like- hard to like continue. Oh. Sorry. Like, no, I think ahead. most of the, most of the story has been told. Like, yeah. like you mentioned, like a lot of it was like copycats in the point to the point where it was like some s- characters were like so dissolved that they were basically just nothing. Yeah, like had no personality. They were not a character because they're just like yeah. a little blank person with nothing special about yeah. them. Um, definitely, like, reading through these articles, it looks like oversaturation is definitely one of the things to blame, but it is not the sole thing to blame. Like, as I've been saying the whole thing, like, we had so many, I think one of the articles I said, or I read, it was like, there were four teen dystopian movies out all at the same time. I think it was like, Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 2, one of the Maze Runners, one of the Divergents, and I think it was like, The Fifth Wave. And it was just all out at the same time. It's like, how do you keep up with that? And like, is there something different? But also oversaturation is not to blame because we see this in like the boom of Marvel movies. Like we have four to five different superhero movies out at once and people still aren't sick of it. And you can see that in these box office ratings and everything. Um, Another one could definitely be, like we've been saying, the repeated tropes that are present in the genre. So we have often like a suffering character lead somebody who has like a hard life and doesn't want to continue living the way they are love triangles were a huge thing in this you could not Mm -hmm. get away from them Mm -hmm. um always had to have a power hungry leader somebody who had no moral compass who was just nasty and out to get it and just wanted all the power um like i divergent had a testing system there's always some sort of test or there's always some sort of lottery system like with the hunger games you get drawn from each district um of course oppression can't have a good dystopian without oppression um often like uniform societies and what comes to mind for me is definitely divergent when she's like in the bland like little frock smock thing and everybody has to wear the same thing and you can't have anything special or unique about you because that is like that is the downfall of society right there which that could be a comment on our own society hmm interesting and also like false utopias definitely that comes to mind with like the giver with everything seeming so perfect but actually they're like totally censoring everything like you're not allowed to see colors and then like 
they're just like killing people behind the scenes low-key um and and then of course like limited supplies and education so people are like cut off from education like the government doesn't want you to know like (laughs) nicole is texting us (laughs) <laughs> but the government like doesn't want you to know certain things they don't want you get to get so smart to where you like realize that you should have a better life and get to do better things for yourself and then there's always 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 the inevitable lead to a revolution and after a while people just kind of got tired of it i guess um another yeah. thing is definitely the hero model so this is where we have like one special team that is the gateway to the revolution and definitely when you think about it, it's always, like, one person that has, like, something special going on. And, like, yeah. they are the key to the revolution. Like, this revolution cannot happen without them. Without them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, that could even go back to, like, Harry Potter and stuff like that. And then... Yeah. 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 Um, even, like... It's really... Even, like... What, I almost said Peter Pan. I meant, um... Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to give Rick Riordan some credit there because he, while Percy Jackson is like literally the main dude, he branches off into so many different other books and series with other characters that really hold their own. Then Mr. Riordan, he gets some slack there. Um. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> So also the hero model is like pretty outdated because we see a lot of today, especially like Black Lives Matter movement, the Women's March and everything like that. Like there's no sole representative of these organizations. Like it's a very collaborative environment. The activism is like everybody coming together. It's not reliant on one person to lead the whole thing. Right, right. Yeah. And the hero model is honestly like pretty simplistic to compare to like what we see in the media today and kind of like I was just saying like with activists and all that kind of good stuff another thing was uh, this goes back to like copycats and having like bland characters is that the teens in these books were just not relatable to teenagers um there was a lot of focus on the romance there wasn't like a lot of like the problems in their daily life or anything like that yeah there was no angst or anxiety like none of the typical feelings that you get when you're a teenager um there were a lot of generic heroes and these were often like adults forced into a teen role so they were like very adult coded but they were supposed to be a teenager it was very weird right and here's where you can pop like never have i ever oh lord i can't get away from that show it's the final season, finally, and I don't have access to Netflix at the moment, but girl, you can believe when I do, I'm gonna finish out that show. I have to <laughs> at this point. Lord have mercy. Oh my god, yeah, I just got what you're saying there. Stupid Paxton. Yeah. How he's literally a 30-year-old man paying, playing The thing is, like, it's one thing to be a 30-year-old man playing a teenager. It's another thing to be a 30-year-old man playing a teenager... But you look like a 30-year-old man. Like, you don't yeah. look anything my like man, a teenager. My man has crow's feet. Yeah. Like, I mean, go he off. He is aged. Age, aging, aging is natural, but baby, you should not be playing a high schooler. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 
So this is where you can pop off on Mr. Peta's leg. But there's no diversity in these books. Yeah. Barely any like the lead, people the lead of color. The lead is always white. Barely any people of color. Katniss is whitewashed, first of all. They threw the they threw Minho in there into Maze Runner. They were like, yeah. an Asian kid. <laughs> but Miss Katniss, she's like whitewashed. I could be speaking wrong because it's been a while since I've read the books. But like when I read it, like she's supposed to have like olive skin and like black hair and stuff like that. Girlie is white. Jennifer Lawrence plays her. Blankita. And then yeah, you want you want to get into this leg. Yeah, I mean they. they she threw she in actually doesn't know what she's talking about because she hasn't read the books. I read the first two, so don't even give me that. Oh, she couldn't even finish in, the series. If you if you read or watched the first Hunger Games, you should remember that Peta gets badly injured. And that's where, like, the whole, like, kiss and things happen. In the yeah, book, which he's supposed honestly, to lose oof. that leg. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to lose that leg and have a prosthetic leg, um, which gives him a whole bunch of problems. In the second book, um, like, I re- remember vividly the scene of them falling in the snow. And that's because, like, his prosthetic <laughs> yep, leg, like, buckled. Just and that's why they fell. Talk. And not because, yeah. I don't know. But I think that was, like, it's the same way that Jeremy Renner didn't want to play deaf. Like, it's just easier mm-hmm. to, like, write that stuff out instead of, like, actually, you know, showing disabilities and, um, like, the, the everyday hardships that come with having disabilities. Yeah. And I definitely remember, because I read the books when I was, like, literally 11 years old, and I, I didn't even really, like, know what ableism was or anything like that. Like, I had no concept of that at the time. But I definitely remember being bothered by that when the movies came out. Like, why aren't y'all staying consistent to the book? Like, my man's got his leg cut off. I at least put it in there. And, like, yeah. I think they tried to make up for it a little bit with the second movie. Didn't they give him a cane? I want to say PETA. In the Maybe movie? I'm lying. Yeah. Because Maybe? there is a scene. I can't remember. There is a scene where he does slip. And he's like, oh, my leg. Like, they make a callback to it. But, baby, that is his real natural leg. That is not no prosthetic. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. And losing a leg so, is yeah. such an important and drastic thing to happen to mm-hmm. somebody. So, to, like, write yeah. it out of his character almost, like, makes Weird. him lose a part of his self. Because, like, that's a traumatic yeah. thing that a person has to go through. And to kind of mm-hmm. just, like, pretend it never happened it's it's something that would have created much more like would would make you understand like his cautionness and his like like the way he maneuvers like retract yeah 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 they 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 missed the mark with that one um then also there's like a lot of controversy with the way that black people are portrayed in um the hunger games in general like district 11 yeah like weird weird very weird yeah like they're the ones rioting and whatnot yeah they're the ones rioting they're all like constrained to one district yeah it's very odd um also with like kind of what i was saying earlier like these are girl bosses like the ladies were leading these books but they rarely ever get into like gender discrimination or any like harassment like it just doesn't seem to exist in these societies, which doesn't really correlate with the way that the societies are. I also think the are. way that they focus so much on, like, 
the girl's relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, she's supposed to be this girl boss, but then she's, like, worried about her bae. Doesn't make yeah. sense. Like, don't get me like, wrong. Like, the way I that they could have written in, a... like, more, like, you know. They didn't, they could have written a heteronormative friendship. Like, they didn't necessarily have to make mm-hmm. it romantic in any way. That's what I was about to say, I uh, like. Kat, don't get me wrong like i am a Peta and katniss girly to the day i lay my last breath like real or not real destroyed me as like a teenager um but i absolutely could have seen katniss as just like living her life no romantic partner at all like she would have yeah. been totally fine um so let's get into why i have this section labeled as why the boom why that boom boom pow y'all chickens jacking my style um so this was an interesting fact that i found there were over 140 ya dystopian books published between the years 2008 to 2016 and actually the word dystopia comes from the greek word meaning the bad place did you ever watch the good place no oh you're missing out girl but I love, she goes, oh, this is the bad place. Yeah, anyways, so teens during their teenage years are facing parental conflict, peer insecurity. They're looking towards the future and they're finding their place in the world. Does that sound familiar, relatable? Yas queen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yas. Yas, yas, queen. Um, so honestly, like a lot of like dystopian books kind of offered teenagers at this time in their life a twisted sense of escape and some sort of dark thing that they could relate to almost. So this was a way for them to really project and visualize the issues that they were facing at the time. And actually, this was pretty cool. So like one of the articles brought up the fact that the Hunger Games, which is a fight to victory, could almost become relatable in a sense of like, how homecoming is a fight to the crown for homecoming queen like those kind of allegories yeah which i i mean i wouldn't think about that at face value but it was kind of a cool comparison to draw and then um i i drew this one myself but divergent factions can be compared to picking a major for college and the article i read picked out or kind of pointed out that this could almost be like an allegory for clit culture in high schools and that dauntless we all have a little dauntless inside of us is what one of them said and it's kind of like wanting to break free and be rebellious and be seen as like a cool person like how they were bungee jumping off the bridge or something like that (laughs) do you remember that i'm gonna assume no no. (laughs) it was like right i think i watched the first one (laughs) once in my life and that's it yeah i mean i like divergent but it definitely was like not that girl for me i do love and then mr four oh oh we will get into mr four in a second trust trust but um they even pointed out that tris is almost like an amish girl that's gone goth because you see her at the beginning like no makeup like hair mousy plain hair and a bun and like potato sack dress and then all of a sudden she's like getting a tattoo and she's got her hair down and like these cool dark clothes so yeah 
And then also, um, I thought that the tests for the factions could definitely correlate with like the SATs and standardized testing. True. So there you go. This is why it could happen. Yeah, like whatever grade you get for those determines like the rest of your life. Future. Yeah. 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 And to get more specifically into Hunger Games and the impact that it had on our society, I think that the Hunger Games was like an integral, integral part of Gen Z culture and like how we as a generation came up into how we are today. Like, yeah, yeah, that really impacted me for life. Yeah. So um, a few examples, obviously, we kind of touched on it, archery. Like, archery classes were booked and busy during this time. Calvin took archery. I did not. Wow. I don't know why, <laughs> but I did not. I sat at every single one of his lessons, but I did not take archery. Um, braiding tutorials took off. Like, the girlies wanted to know how to get those Katniss Everdeen braids. Yep. I'd, I like, vividly learned. remember a, a tutorial, and this girl had, like, one of those mirrors that attaches to the wall that, like, comes out with the arm and she had like this whole setup for her to do her braid i like vividly remember that (laughs) tutorial and i just remember like showing it to karen and being like can you do my hair like this for the movie (laughs) and i took a picture at the movie photo booth and they had like a specific hunger games like frame thing wow yeah yeah I'm, i'm gonna touch more on that in a second but um also, like, Team PETA, Team Gale, girly. I was a Team PETA girly for life. You were not yeah. going to even try me with Mr. Gale. Josh Hutcherson. Oh. I'm so glad he's coming back. I'm so glad the Josh Hutcherson renaissance is upon us once again. Yeah. I can't wait to see edits from the Five Nights at Freddy's movie with him. <laughs> It's gonna be so good. I've already seen so many from the trailer. It's crazy. Yeah, I sent you. Forty. You the one I sent you. <gasps> Farah, come say hello to your mommy. I miss her so much. Forty. I miss you. <gasps> Hi, Fart. Wait, I can't see her. I know. I'm trying to... <gasps> Oh, Farty! I miss you so much, Farty! Hi, Fart! Alright, continue, continue. Okay, okay, okay. Um, how was the hanging tree on the radio? Are Are you? Are you? you? Coming to the tree. And it also was was like an EDM remix. Hello? No, the way that that had, that like, on the a chokehold on dance studio, like, c- contemporary oh dance, lyrical dance studio teachers. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give her a break. Um, it also definitely, like, politically had a big impact because President Coyne and President Snow, you can draw so many comparisons to our own presidential campaigns, campaigns like that. Like, mm-hmm. President Snow is literally President Trump. President Chomp. President Chomp. President Chomp. <laughs> Please save us, President Chomp. President Chomp. Um, <laughs> and then, like, President Coin comes along, and, like, she's supposed to be the new leader. She's supposed to be our good girl. She's supposed to save us from President Snow. 
And then what do you know? Like, she's gotten power hungry and she doesn't have the best interest at heart. So, like, even though Hillary we got somebody Clinton. new in office doesn't mean they're the best of the best, you know? Anyways. Yep. Um, most of the political messaging is often watered down by love triangles, the celeb power, yeah. and some tacky little box office tactics. Like, they just really hammered in Team Pita, Team Gale, said teen girls are going crazy, we don't really care, um, yeah. give us Especially after, dollars. like, the Twilight love triangle mm-hmm. popularity, I think that that changed a lot for... For, for movies sure. of that time. Yeah, especially in Divergent. Like, I kind of forgot about this love triangle because I was thinking about it. I was like, I know there was a love triangle, but I don't remember who else besides Theo James, Miles Teller. Totally forgot about Miles oh. Teller. <laughs> oh! Someone today this. said... Oh. Someone today said one of our um, dudes who was, like, observing our trial looked like Iceman from Top Gun and as soon as he said that, I was, like, instantly back in Top Gun when they play that one song that's, like, dun, 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 dun. you know that one? Like, what? literally, every time they cut to something, it's, like, dun, 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 dun. and I just saw Miles Teller. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but it's okay. Continue. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to get into some of my personal takeaways from Teen Dystopia. So yeah, reading The Hunger Games was like a huge, really cool experience for me. My best friend in middle school, this was her favorite book and I had never heard of it before and she was like, you have to read it. And this was just such a cool experience because it was kind of like what I was saying with The Giver. Like there were no movie trailers out. There was nothing, like no word about a movie. I had no idea what this book was about. And then I got to read it and I got to imagine it in my own space. I got to like be shocked as it all unfolded. And it was just really, really cool. Loved it. And then like you were saying with the premiere, um, same best friend who was like obsessed with the Hunger Games had a full-blown sleepover at her house. And we all got dressed up to go to the movie. And my God, Kaylee, if you're listening to this, I don't think you are, but if you are, please send me those pictures because I need to see it. I need to see it. She, like, curled my hair. She burned my forehead with a curling iron. And then I wore, like, a tutu and I had on, like, really smudged eyeliner because I wanted to look like I was from District 12, but also, like, a member of the Capitol. Like, I don't know what the vision was there, girly. And we went (laughs) to the theater like that. We really did. And then afterwards, we played Hunger Games on her lawn. It was, like, 9 o'clock at night. And one of the girls fell, and I hate her guts, and I'm sorry. (laughs) And she fell, and she was a total baby about it. And, like, couldn't even take some ibuprofen. Anyways, that's another story for another time. I was not too sad to see her go down. Um, Balled my eyes out when I went to go see Mockingjay Part 2. When, like, the end of the movie came, I was like, I, like, turned, because I went with my friend from high school, and I was like, it's all over. Like, I was so upset, like, it was the end of an era, truly. And I was just yeah. genuinely bawling my... Like, how I did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I was emotional. Um, emotion. I, Farty, what are mm-hmm. you doing? Ooh. Continue. Um, also, like, Divergent had a major impact on me, but also, like, not... I don't want to give away my email address, but let's just say that the number four is at play in my email address and it is because of is that why 
Did you not know that? You never told me that. Yeah, the number four is because of four from Divergent. That is insane. Isn't that embarrassing? <laughs> it's not more embarrassing than We Are One or We Are One. <laughs> and then, um, also, like, do you know how Allegiant ends? I'm gonna spoil it because the book has been out for, like, ten years. Divergent? And if you don't know how... Th- no. No, Allegiant. I don't remember... I don't know any of the, that Okay, series. so Triss... Tris literally drops fucking dead and dies. Who the fuck is Tris? The main character girl. Oh. She dies. Oh, like she dead, dies? dead, 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 dead. Dies. Died dead? When I tell you. College? When I. Four till college, she is dead. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, I was reading it on my Kindle. When I tell you, I've never, I rarely ever cry over a book. When I tell you I threw that thing across the room and started hysterically crying because this girly died, I was not okay. I was not okay at all. I could not believe it. Um, Insurgent made me mad. Insurgent is honestly, like, the downfall of, like, me and Dystopia because it was so unfaithful to the book. It did not... I'm sorry, I'm, like, dehydrated and burping at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) It just did not follow the book. That's like a major pet peeve for me with book adaptations is it did not follow the book. It was not faithful to the book. It was honestly terrible. And I was not happy with it. Did not like it. And after that, I was like, I don't even want to go see Allegiant in theaters. And I still have never seen Allegiant and I'm never going to see Allegiant. Um, yeah, that was probably like what what made me move on from the genre. What made you move on from the genre? Me personally? Yeah, like what kind of made you lose interest? Um, I don't think I was ever like into it, into it. Obviously, like I was to the extent of like I enjoyed the content. I wasn't like actively seeking that content in the sense Mm -hmm. like it was out, it was popular. Of course, I was going to watch it. Um, But I think what kind of took me away from it honestly my mother's guilt like she did not like me and my sibling watching any of that stuff because she found it to be too intense and too um you know demonic and yeah mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, honestly, that's why honestly at the time I had like a lot of like uber uber Christian friends who like weren't even allowed to play with Barbies or, like, read Harry Potter, and, like, they were allowed to read The Hunger Games, so I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, yeah, I guess my next question for you would be, like, what was it like for you, like, what was this era like for you as a non-reader who, like, didn't seek out these books or the genre? I definitely, not necessarily felt pressured, but almost, like, wanted to fit in, so Mm -hmm. that's definitely why I read the first one, and then I've vividly remember renting out from the library the second one and it took me a year to read it and I never even finished it so I just I don't know like it it felt like I like really wanted to be a part of the culture but I just am such a bad reader like I I almost felt like disappointed that I couldn't like keep up but I was like Mm -hmm. I can't I can't change the fact that I suck at reading I can't 
so very quickly i want to definitely get into some like quick breakdowns of the plots in the movies so extremely basic plot of hunger games basically there's 12 districts this is like years into the future um there was basically a big revolution and the capital takes over and as a punishment every single year they draw two kids from each district and put them all into a ring and have them fight to the death until one of them comes out as a victor um sidebar sidebar yes 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 how how did you imagine the districts? Because I saw something on TikTok in a straight ass line. Straight ass line. Me yep. too. Just like yep. one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Yep. Okay, glad that I wasn't the only of, one. That map of the districts that somebody made like changed my life forever. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like it's actually like a land and like a place and a yeah. country that has states. And- well, they modeled it after America. The one yeah. that I saw. Yeah. So, very wow. interesting. Um, also, like, when I read the books, like, Catching Fire was my least favorite book. Tell me why that is the best movie. That is yeah. the best movie. It is so good. With Finnick. The way Mr. Josh Hutcherson delivers the line, if it weren't for the baby, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you joking with me? That man Joanna Slade. everything. Joanna Slade, obviously Finnick, Slade. Yo, when they Slade. killed Finnick. Yo, that was not okay. I was not okay. That was not cool at all. Um, Divergent. Um, I don't really remember the plot of this one too much, but basically there's like all these factions, um, and you have to take a test. And this girl Triss is like, I don't know, able to be all of them. And so they put her in the Divergent faction, right? Is that the fra- the faction? What is that called? Daunt- Dauntless. She's in the Dauntless faction. And yeah, Uprising. Cool. Now, Gabby, you watched the Maze Runner recently, so you remember it a lot better than I do. Can you break that down for us? Um, Essentially, it's oh, like... Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to give you the plot twist of Divergent go for it so so basically this is gonna blow your mind change your life forever so at the end of allegiant they like bust out of the town right and the whole thing turns out to be like a major social experiment so they put like they have all these different versions of chicago and they have like different factors and stuff like that that like basically literally like a science experiment like they change one little thing and see how the society works out and like their little city is like a failed version of this test like props to them definitely original ending creative pretty cool carry on with the maze runner interesting Mm -hmm. um maze runner the plot is essentially like there's like am i remembering this right there's like zombies they're like sick people they're not necessarily zombies but they're sick i tried there's these like sick zombies essentially mm-hmm. and so yeah they're they're there but basically <sighs> it starts out with um mr dylan o'brien eh. dylan o'brien eh. Eh. he uh, <laughs> he's fa- he finds himself in this maze he can't remember anything um about his his life 
um they well he they okay so they're not in the maze they like live outside the maze and they have to their whole purpose in life is to try to find a way out of the maze but every time they go into the maze um it changes and if they get stuck inside the maze um there's these monsters that come out and kill them Mm. um but essentially when they finally do get out they learn that there's like people that are sick and for whatever reason, Dylan O'Brien's blood has the cure. <laughs> That's all I remember. Oh, okay. okay, pop off Ellie. Um, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, do a quick ranking. Like, what is, like... I think I pretty much wrote it out accidentally. But obviously for me, like, Hunger Games is number one. Divergent, number two. Maze Runner, number three. I would have to put Maze Runner at two just because I don't remember anything about Divergent. Might be. Yeah. Um, and then super duper quick, I just wanted to get into some of the like how Hunger Games was really like the leaders of the culture at the time. Um, this is more for myself, but as I've mentioned several times, I'm like a huge SNL girly, and I have to say Josh Hutcherson's episode where he hosts is still to this day my favorite episode of SNL. I've watched it multiple times. It is hilarious. I love it. It cracks me up. Um, Gabby, you know we couldn't do this episode Peter, without a Hunger Games. Yes! This is more than a flea. So just deal, so just deal with, with it. it. Gail, she's the hottest <laughs> girl. Um, that is a real song produced by winter springs pro hunger games i want to go i believe it is called and i purchased it on itunes oh, and it is still fashion is the odd design is all the yep gods. i was gonna get into that models one play models the play the part of angels, angels in the dark which one of you will ever go against go against that beauty hunger games, hunger games. <laughs> um also fan fiction did i ever tell you this um this was how i literally was introduced to fan fiction because i yeah i was literally like 11 i finished reading mockingjay and i was like no 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 there has to be more like this cannot be it there has to be more where's where's the fourth book come on miss suzanne give it to me so i went to google and i typed out hunger games book four the first link is wattpad.com. Good. I did not know what wattpad was, and so I clicked on it and I read this entire fan fiction and legit thought it was a real book. And that was my introduction. So, also the merch, did you ever have any merch? Um Did I? Not to brag, but I did have the Mockingjay pin as a necklace. I think everyone and their mama had the Mockingjay pin. Yeah. I saw that in an antique store, like, a couple years ago, and I was like, no, 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 we're not doing this. We are not doing this. I also did have a collector's edition of a magazine from when, like, Mockingjay Part 2 came out that my grandma got me for Christmas. And I don't have it anymore, but I do wish that I did, because that would have been cool to have. I think I had the first one, like, the first Mm. magazine. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, you know me. I get rid of everything. So, I will say <sighs> I just wanted to 
to bring up the fact that um I think it was either Mockingjay Part 1 or 2 I watched with my first girlfriend and we just made out the whole time and I don't remember I didn't remember Ew, until I rewatched that it. That is so gay. That is cringe. That is okay. so gay and so gross and I cannot believe that you would talk about that during Pride straight Pride month. Girl. <laughs> I kidding, I kidding. Um closing thoughts. That's it. That was my closing thought. That was her closing thought. Um, yeah, basically, like, teen dystopia boomed. She was here. She was the moment. She was the icon. She was the legend. It got saturated. Everybody kind of got watered down, kind of got muddied, and she died. And R.I.P. Dystopian, I can see it coming back, but almost in, like... What were you saying? Oh, I was saying it's obviously like still around to this day. Like I've I've read a couple more like over the years that have come out in more recent times. Yeah. And yeah. What I was gonna say is I like I feel like it's coming back, but almost in like a nostalgic sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like if it does come back, it'll almost have to be like more futuristic because that might be part of the reason is like it was just too relatable to like what we were going through in the world. Like, yeah. I think it'll have to be more, like, sci-fi technology-based if it's gonna come yeah. back. Like Black Mirror. I know. I Black saw, Mirror like, a Black Mirror. Black Mirror is pretty Mirror. dystopian. It sure do be. Um, I saw, like, a Black Mirror spoiler on TikTok earlier, and I was like, no, no. If I see any spoilers for that, I will actually have to die, so. Alright. Alright. Let's do Bestie. our questions. Let's get into some questions. Um, our first question comes from Bestie Max, who says, Do you have any movies slash shows that is near and dear to your heart but is considered bad? Um, I guess I kind of touched on it earlier. It's not near and dear to my heart, but I can't seem to get away from it slash put it down. But Never Have I Ever is kind of like <laughs> the worst show I've ever seen, but also like the best garbage I've ever seen. What about um, you, Queen? Glee. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Um, Bestie Thomas says, if you were a cat, what color would you be? Um, I would be a tortoiseshell cat because those are so pretty. I think I'd be... I'd be a brown-haired cat, like those rare, like, brown-haired cats. Oh, those little chocolate cats. Yeah. Like a little Hershey kiss. Um, Bestie Thomas also asks, what movie could you recite the script if the sound was off? Um, there are Shrek many. Shrek the Third. Yeah, that's yours. Coraline, <laughs> for sure. I Into the Spider-Verse. I could do Coraline with my eyes shut. Um, Ooh, I can do Despicable Me pretty pretty well peewee's big adventure um so yeah. i married an axe murderer and i could definitely do drop dead fred as well yeah oh um fucking um that's it i think for me oh okay think. good <laughs> oh el dorado Yup, mm, Cusco, not, not I. Emperor's New Groove, mm. yup. Oh, I, I, I think I could probably do Pitch Perfect. Scary feet, scary feet, scary feet! 
Kids in a bunk bed. All I can hear, I was like gonna try to throw out a quote, but all I could think of was when Mike Wazowski yells. (laughs) (laughs) Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. So help me, so help me. Um, Bestie Thomas also asks, what's the fit ideas for the Barbie premiere? Now, I was thinking about this in court today, as I am in my legal girly era. I have a full suit that is pink, so I think Mm -hmm. I might just do that. I think I briefly mentioned it in another pod episode, but my stepsister gave me a, like, 80s-esque Barbie shirt. It just says Barbie in, like, an 80s font. Um, I'm planning to crop that into a baby tee. I don't know what to do for the bottoms yet, but then I'm fully planning to wear my Versace dupe Steve Madden pumps Mm -hmm. um, with, like, a cute little sock moment. Just look really... Like Barbie esque, yeah. Or, or I can go all out and and paint my old point shoes like um, the Twelve Dancing Princesses point shoes and dress like the Twelve Dancing Princesses. What if I go as Serafina the cat? I could do that too. That could be from Princess and the Popper. Um, last question from Bestie Thomas: If you had to be an Oh, if you had to be an extra in a movie, which movie would it be? Not like specifically, but I would. L- Bestie, you are I disgusting. Can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Bestie. I hear you Betsy. now. Betsy. Um, if you had to be an extra in a movie, which movie would it be? I don't care what movie it is as long as I get to wear like really crazy prosthetics and be really bloody and really gory. And I get to be like, I don't care either, as long as I'm like in breathable air of like Pedro Pascal. Oh, okay, that's good. That one too. Um, literally, then I'd be an extra. We could be cast tomorrow. Oh, for sure. I'd be one of the crying children. Yeah, I will be the bite of eighty-seven kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bite of eighty-three. Well, I'm saying I want to be the bite of 87. I'm going to be glam rock chica. I was, I was explaining to Sam the lore yesterday. That shit is mm-hmm. crazy trying to explain to somebody who don't know nothing. I know. We want to do an episode on that, and I'm like, I'm literally going to need a full notebook dedicated well, I made, to I the started episode. a mini PowerPoint, so... Oh my lord, she's on top of it, y'all. She don't do it. She does not do research for these. And she's doing the research. For FNAF? Yeah. It's just in my head. I know it is. We've seen these videos like a billion times. <sighs> um, next question comes from Bestie Calvin who says, Are you guys going to see the machine? There, there are two no. questions here. Yes. Well, I would like to, but it's already not in theaters. But it is on my list. And his second question is, have you seen the original YouTube video? The answer is no, because I didn't even know there was a video. So no. I think Isn't after this, guy, I'm didn't he go, go to FSU it. or something? Tala nasty. I don't yeah. know. I don't know anything about it, but it is on my list because it's got Mark Hamill in it. So I'll do anything for that man with his Chanel boots. Wait, am I thinking of the right movie? Um, I don't know. 
don't know either. <laughs> he like he like goes to Russia or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. I am thinking of the right yeah. thing. Um, the last question comes from Bestie Grandma, who says, "What is the best movie playing in theaters right now across the Spider Verse?" There's there's no other movie out right there's now no that's doubt. doing it quite like that. I'm pretty I, sure my win best picture. <laughs> it has to, or it definitely has animated feature. But I saw um, that the Flash had come out, and so I like went on Letterbox because I wanted to see like what people are saying about it. And somebody was like, how embarrassing for this movie to come out at the same time that Across the Spider-Verse is in theaters. Well, that's the thing, too, like, with, yeah. like, Elemental coming out right now, too. I'm like, why would you even compare, like, why would you even do Y'all that? Y'all are not even on the same playing as field well right as, now. I don't know if you saw the, me- or the, like, ad that I sent you for the blackening, where they, like, put the flash oh, to the side, yeah. and they're like, you're so gonna funny. have to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bestie, give me some songs. No, we haven't even talked about what we've been watching. Oh, yeah, what have you been watching this week? Um, I haven't watched it this week. <laughs> but, but I have done other things. So, um, Sam brought her PS, or not her PS, her Xbox over. And she has got, like, the Game Pass. And so we got, um... Oh, she said Gamer Girl. Hold on, hold on. I fucked I fuck something up. Oh, it's still recording um, when you leave the app. That's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so we played Unpacking, which is I've the- I've never heard of that. It's the game where you literally unpack a whole bunch of boxes into, oh, like, your home. That um, is what I, I need. I had seen some stuff about it, and, like, the lore of this oh, Unpacking lore. game is there's crazy. Lore. That's like that one game that we watched, Papers, Please. Yeah. Like, there's some lore. There is some lore. Let me explain the lore of this one. So, in case anybody cared. Basically, it's like different gears. And it like is like... the Your like game process is um, kind of like... Ske- not scheduled. Um, recorded as like a photo album almost. So, like... It has uh, different years. So the first year, you're like a little girl, and you're unpacking your room. Um, and that the the cool thing about the game is that it'll tell you if you put something in the wrong place. Um, so this has to do with the lore. So you have to like mm. like you can basically put anything anywhere, but if if it's not supposed to go in like a specific place, like if you put a stuffed animal on the ground when it's supposed to be on the bed, or on a table. Like, that's essentially what it is. Or you can even put it in the wrong room because eventually you, like, there's more and more rooms. Um, but basically, you have, like, this girl, she's moving into her home as a child, and then she's, like, moving into a dorm, and then she's moving into, like, a, f- a friend's house with, like, a bunch of people, and then she's moving in with a guy. And when she moves in with the guy after college, She's got, like, her diploma up, and this guy's, like, a total douchebag. He's got, like, an espresso machine, and, like, meanwhile, like, the friends that she was living with, they all were, like, playing D&D and making costumes and whatnot, and then she's with this, like, super stuck-up-seeming guy, and when you go to try to put her diploma up on the wall, it tells you that it's wrong and that you have to put it under the bed. Ooh. 
Yeah, That's and then juicy. she moves back into her childhood home, and there's a picture of him and her together, and you try and put it on the push pin board, and when you put it on the push pin board, there's a push pin through his face, and it won't let you leave it up on the push pin. You have to put it in like a drawer. I thought you had to put it in the trash, but it won't let you put it in the trash. But you have to put it, like, in a drawer somewhere. Like, you can't have it out. That's juicy. And then she moves into her own apartment. Or her own... Yeah, her own apartment of sorts. And then... She has a lady move in with her. And then her and the lady buy a house. And they have a baby together. Slay. Oh, it's so cute and gay. I love it. That's cute. That's cute. I need to It's so that. fun, though. That sounds good. Farty, Any are other... you barfing again? <gasps> Fart. She's so upset because her mommy's not home. Oh. Have you watched any other or consumed any other media? Um, we've been watching a lot of GT Live. We yeah. watched him play that one. Uh, it was like a Roblox Roblox game. It's pretty funny. And then I watched some of the Garden of Ban Ban lore. Which I don't fully understand, but it's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, this week I literally didn't watch any movies. I did, I think I talked about it very briefly, like last episode. I have been devouring the other two. Did you watch it at all? Or like try to watch it at all? No, I Okay, I love this show so much i'm obsessed with it like when you s- what i think stopped recording oh sorry hey okay. keep going keep going but it's like basically the premise of it is like these two siblings who are like in their 30s who are like kind of struggling in life trying to make it happen but not really going anywhere with their lives they're like younger brother who's 15 all of a sudden has like a justin bieber kind of moment overnight and becomes like super famous and they're literally like the other two kids like what are you doing and it has three seasons it's in the middle of its third season right now or i think it's about to end pretty soon and when i tell you like i have devoured the show i love it it is so funny and like i really feel for the characters because i thought it was gonna be like the younger brother was gonna be like really douchey and the mom was like only gonna care about um chase and like what his career was doing and like wanting to make money off of him but it like really has surprised me and like gone beyond what i've expected and i love it so much please go watch it i also did read two books this week and i read uh boyfriend material by alexis hall and i was telling her group chat that like it was like so gay it was like almost homophobic like they were literally like yas queen and at one point they were talking about like welcome to night vale and i was like what is this like 2013 please don't do this this is embarrassing but actually it was like pretty okay so i think i'll read the second book eventually um and then i devoured yesterday the push by ashley audrain oh my god when i tell you i was in my hotel room And I sat here for literally, like, six hours straight yesterday and read this book. And, like, I read that last sentence and I literally, like, hand to mouth gasped. I was like, (gasps) and then I was like, no, 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 no. That cannot be how this book ends. But it is how it ended. And that was crazy. 
um and then obviously always sunny is on and i watched that on wednesday so yar bestie give me some music um right now let's see <clears throat> freaking um I'm in a K-pop mood lately, so I got... What is this? This isn't my full playlist, girl. Give me the playlist. My, like, thigh Why tattoo is doing Hold that on. weird thing. You start, okay, you start. Well, let me say this real fast. My thigh tattoo, if you have tattoos, you know what I'm talking about, but it's really weird. Like, I've had it for over a year, but I guess it's just, like, the ink settling, and it's, like, all raised right now, and feel the texture and it always freaks me out when it does that i'm like my tattoo was falling off but my music let's get into it i've got it's it not just me it's everybody by miss ways blood um politician by cream 100 ways by porno fire porno for pyros my bad um let's do whatever happened by the strokes gold lion by yeah yeah yes and then let's do Lost in the Supermarket by The Clash. Take it away, bestie. Nice. Okay, my current K-pop songs. One is um, Bouncy, in parentheses, K-Hot Chili Peppers by A.T.'s. Um, at, huh? Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Um... S Class by Stray Kids. She's me. You asked for this by Miss Halsey. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then let's, then let's I do. Be a girl. Let's do. Let's do. Uh, did I do this one already? Paquer Retosen by Te uh, Tego Calderon. Maybe so. And... I huh? said you may have. I you may have. have, you mustn't have. Um, and then let's do Sensitive by Dreamer and so Is Isomia. I went dyslexic because I really thought that said insomnia. Oh, okay, good. All right, bestie. It's, it's follow the pod follow pod on Instagram. On that insert at Haters Film Club and follow me and me only at Chloe underscore R Mercier on Insta and Letterboxd. Good. What about you? Follow me at Chloe. Oh. <laughs> yes. Just what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me at Curly Femme on Instagram and Letterboxd. Play. Send this to my melody. Send this to Barbie. Send this to Flardy's butt. Aww. Send this to Albert and Alberta. Aw, go Gators. Gators. Because you, do you see what I'm wearing right now? Good night, folks. Do you see what I'm wearing right now? Ew, Gator Dad. No. Gator Granddad. Gator Grandpa. All right, good night, y'all. Kisses from Grandma. Peace out. Good, good night. night.